Oh, wow. I didn't realize you were recording so quickly. <laughs> hey, guys, and welcome to another episode of Black Girl Charmed. I'm your co-host, Ray, joined by my co-host. Chanel. Oh, you're so tired. Your tiredness is making me tired. Thank God for cold brew. I'm sorry. We're... We're right, we're rock, we're knocking at heaven's no, we're not knocking at heaven's door, we're knocking at the OB. <laughs> ew, 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 gross. <laughs> ew. ew, no, thank you. Knocking um, at labor and delivery store. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, man, I guess this is a good way to segue it. Um, this is our last episode for a month. Yep. Because somebody just has to push out a baby. I'm sorry. And they want to bond with their baby like a person, like a like a good mother. Oh wow! <laughs> I just want to make sure that I get the sleep cycle on point so that we can record without a baby crying in the background. Um, I feel like you should just have it. You know, keep it rocking. Panther be jumping in these episodes. Why can't you know? Little baby could jump in. So just whip out my tit and breastfeed while we're recording. <laughs> we're not recording video yet. Yes. So, <laughs> so I mean, until then, you know, just pop that blanket, you know. I feel like I was doing so well on video for like those first three weeks, and then I descended into. <laughs> Full candy. You went to full candy barras. I am. And like, I'm full. <laughs> and I'm, like, I have my water and everything. <laughs> I'm so glad this chair leaves back. <laughs> it's hopefully I can get the full candy barrage treatment once um baby drop. Give me a little nip, a little tuck, a little snip. Mm. That's how I want. I want lay. And body, body. Let's <laughs> get them, girls. Yo, I just love that that just became like a Negro anthem. Like the joke is over, but like it'll still be here. What, what you eating though? I'm not eating anything. I'm getting a piece of paper because oh, it to- sounded like the foil was unwrapping, and my pregnant self was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, my bad. <laughs> oh, I, I How mean, was your week? My week has been... Whew, it's been a week, but I finally finished Boston Legal. <laughs> so, like, I did it. I did it all Allie McBeal. I've done all um, the practice, and I've done all of Boston Legal. So, so what's next? Um, <laughs> why, why are we making faces? Because I have an echo. Oh, uh, oh <laughs> buffer time. So I, I don't know what's next because my partner is finally like on a somewhat decent schedule so I can like watch shows again. So I can, I caught up on Miss Marvel. Well, I didn't caught up. I watched one episode of Miss Marvel. Um, I have to catch up on the boys. Oh, there's so many things to catch up on that I have to. Mm-hmm. I know, but I don't know. I did Stranger Things. 
Um, I had I did find a new podcast. It's okay. new to me, but it's called um. Oh, what's the name of it? Let me find it. It's something about the villain. Like the villain was right. I definitely tagged them in a post yesterday. That sounds something like I would like to listen to. The villain. Yeah. Was right. Um. Yeah, the villain was right. I, oh, it's literally a movie podcast looking at it from the point of view of the villain or who we're supposed to believe is the villain. Okay. Um, I listened to their um, He's Not That Into You episode. I'm, I listened to their Step Brothers episode. And there was another one that I listened to. So I did like three. Like I kind of binged it. Oh, Reality Bites. That's why I watched. I started listening to it. I was like, oh, because remember I talked about Reality Bites on this show. Uh-huh. And I said, look at that. On June 3rd, on June 30th, they dropped their Reality Bites episodes. So I was like, hmm, there's something in the atmosphere. And they have a stepbrothers one. I'm interested. <laughs> and, uh, they have, yeah. There's a showgirls episode. Like, there's a lot. Really? Okay, I definitely have to. There's a craft episode too from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's new to me. I think um, this is one of those signs that Spotify actually held me down. I was like, "Hey, you listen to these things. Maybe you will like this thing." And I was like, "Hey, I oh, there's a couple of ones that seem interesting. They have law-abiding citizen because he definitely was not the villain. Exactly. To this day. To this fucking day." I am mad at how that movie. I, yo, I saw it in theaters as a, like um, they can only get free tickets before it comes out, and the ending pissed me off. Oh, like Optimum free movie Tuesdays? No, it was before. So I used to get tickets for movies like the week before oh, yeah, it came yeah, yeah. out, and it like, God, if I've ever wanted Jamie Fox to die in anything, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been that because it made sense. He was justified. They're supposed to be doing a law-abiding citizen too. I don't know how that's gonna work. With, mm, no, I refuse because, like, there are certain movies that like they end for me way before the movie ends. Like in Kill Bill Two. I mean, I'm sorry. In Kill Bill, the movie ends for me once Gigi dies. Cause why? She didn't have to go. She didn't. Like Gigi, go go. But she didn't have to go. I liked her. But she didn't have to go. And like, um, Laura Budding Citizen is another one of those movies where I'm just like, normally I'm rooting for you, Jamie, but Jerry B, Jerry B was justified and he didn't have to go. He shouldn't have gone. I'm sorry. I loved you, little girl from Popular. You cool too. But like, you gotta well, you know, go. I was in my like straight loving Jerry B era, so yep. you know how I feel walking out the movie theater. I was seething, but I hope they don't do it like what was that? Angel must fall. Angel must fall in. Something must fall in. Christmas fall. Yo, <laughs> I feel like we, we like. All right, I get it. I get it. Another one. I get it. I get it. It was a lot. It was a lot. Man, I just. It's not fair. Like, <laughs> it makes no sense that Jerry B died in that movie. And, like, I refuse to accept it. Because you're telling me he did all that planning and Jamie Foxx outfoxed you? Get 
get the fuck out of here. Not to say, I mean, you know, like, and not to give Jamie Foxx his like his credit where credit is due, but like you said, the way he had it like completely set up in the movie, and at the last minute, Jamie Foxx like, oh no, I know exactly what you're gonna do. <laughs> nah, f that. I was not rooting for him at all. He actually pissed me off. Like, <laughs> you know what? They do make up for it in Peppermint because Jennifer Gardner, she got her revenge. She was like, pop, pop. Yo, everybody dies. Everybody. You know what? I, I can't her- take Jennifer Gardner seriously. Uh, and I'm trying to watch <laughs> Alias now. And maybe because I know Jennifer Garner as... <laughs> The Christian straight to DVD type movie, or those very soft, like I'm the mom type movies. Like, even her persona on like TikTok, I can't take her serious. And I've seen Electra, mm-hmm. I can't take her seriously. <laughs> no, I get it. She is very like justice for Jennifer a, Garner. Jennifer Garner is a, a warm blanket, and I mean yeah. that in the nicest possible way. Like, she just screams comfort. Like, yeah. hey, I got some. You know her TikTok. She be making like bread and shit. Like, you, like yo, I just feel that like, let's say I just knocked on her door. I was like, hey, I'm stranded. She's like, okay, come in. I got you. Here's a warm blanket fresh from like the dryer. Do you like almond milk, oat milk? Do you want some cookies? Like, oh, like, like, I'd be overwhelmed with Jennifer. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, it's Jennifer. <sighs> Oat milk, chocolate chip cookies, brown butter. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Like, how can you not love Jennifer Garner? I know, but like, I feel like they heard your complaints, well, everybody's complaints from Laura Abiding Citizen and was like, all right, I'm going to give you peppermint. With Method Man, mm, mm, Method Man, and Jennifer Gardner. See, I have never heard of this movie. You, yo, Peppermint is literally Lady um, Law Abiding Citizen. Her husband and her daughter dies. The people who kill them get away with it, and she's like, "I'm gonna get revenge. I'm gonna get you, sucker." And she does. Huh. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jennifer Garner, Method Man. That's all I got to say. I'm oh, looking at the cast. He don't even show. Oh, here he goes. Narcotics Detective Barker. One thing Method Man going to do is play a cop or a lawyer. Ooh. You're right. But he did play what a shit. What kind of names are these? Tyson Ritter, Homeless Sam? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you have access, and this is purely for the people who listen, if you have access to sci-fi or whatever, like, bundle package they're included in, um, they're playing Peppermint this month. So I'm pretty sure you'll be able to watch it if you log in. He, You know, speaking of Tyson Ritter, he has a decent um, acting filmography. Um, All-American Rejects Tyson Ritter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he was on, you know, Parenthood. Oh, I, when you went like this, I thought you were going to say something different because that's where I thought we were at with Tyson Ray. <laughs> no. Allegedly. Allegedly. Tyson Ritter is like, 
I mean, let's say it's a Parenthood, it was that, sh- was um, This Is Us before This Is Us. I'll just say oh, that. Like, if you needed a good cry, you just put on some Parenthood. Bonnie Bodilia, Craig T. Nelson, um, Lauren Graham, Peter Krause, uh, Dak Shepard. Who else is in that show? Um, oh, what's her face? Joy Joy Bryant is in it too. Mae Whitman, yeah. God, mm-hmm. I hate Dak Shepard. All right, moving on. <laughs> My hatred for Dak Shepard has now grown into a hatred for Kristen Bell. If that makes sense. Because how could that be your husband? They're both really cringy. Like, shut the fuck up. And she says stuff, and I'm like, this marriage ain't good for you, girl. Run. Just, just, I know you're trying to make, like, a joke of your marriage, but <laughs> I'm alarmed. <laughs> Blink twice if you need <laughs> Like, your marriage, again, this is because our feed is mainly Am I the Asshole? Your marriage is I Am I the Asshole letter. <laughs> yes, yes. And then she laughs about it, and I'm like, see, the, that's that's not laughter because she's ha ha funny. That's laughter because ha ha help me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> again. I, yo, I'm gonna find that clip and I'm gonna send it to you, and I'll maybe put it on the Tiki Talkies. Okay. But that's Sierra Marie from Love and Hip Hop um, Hollywood, where she's just like. You're not good, baby. And it's okay. Every time I say something like that or that kind of scenario, that's what I think. Like, it's not good. And it's okay. It's okay. You, we all make mistakes. Oh, God. It's just, it's, it's horrifying. I don't think I've watched much TV this week. I haven't found anything that's like, it is very hard to be unmedicated and pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and like it's been, it's been a struggle to find something. I think that's we tried watching Bastard, and I was uncomfortable. It almost feel like I was watching child porn. Like, <laughs> okay, say less. It's a '90s anime, so automatically you know, like all the girls are like big tittied, very horny, <laughs> all of that stuff. But like the main protagonist slash antagonist. Is trapped in front of like, and trapped inside of a fourteen-year-old's body, mm-hmm. and his guardian has to kiss him to get him out. And she kisses him in like these weird positions, where like her ass is in the air, like her boobs are like shoved in her face, and I'm just like, this just feels like child porn. And I we, we tried four episodes. I think the last episode we watched, he was carrying a princess and she was moaning the entire time because his shoulder was rubbing on her clit and I was uncomfortable. All right. I'm going to scratch that from the what we're enjoying. Yeah, I just scratched that. (laughs) What we're not enjoying is bastard. You know what? This is going to be like a fun one. I'm putting the villain was right, parenthood, law-abiding citizen, because why not? And it's always on law abiding, not law abiding citizen. Angel, angel will die. Angel must fall in. I don't know what it's called. That's always on. But I am about to, and my mom is gonna <laughs> roll over in her grave. Oh, but Lord. I am about to partake in 
the erotic story <laughs> of the Wizard of Oz, where Dorothy comes back and the Tin Man is a it's a whole five part series. It came from my TikTok, and I was like, TikTok, I will take this challenge. You know what? It came up on your TikTok and not mine, and that's all that matters. <laughs> but I, I'm going to do it. I'm definitely going to read an uh, erotic retelling of the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> You know what? Sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. I gotta take one for the team. Yeah. I'm in a little mini book club, and they were like, if it's good, we will read the rest of the stories with you. So I'm gonna take one for the team. I appreciate that. (laughs) Did you say? I said, I appreciate that. No problem. No problem. Oh, I did also download Stardew Valley, so we're starting that again. It's it's not giving me cozy vibes right now because it kind of just drops you into the middle of the like the game, not the middle of the game, but it drops you in the game and gives you like very little hints on what to do and how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I can't take that. <laughs> so I'm about to like go full YouTube tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> um I think I'm going to finally finish playing Spirit Fur. Oh, I have no. 90 I'm at 96%. And I'm like, okay. I oh, no, it. download the DLC and you have a little no, more. It's already downloaded. All right, oh, like okay. I checked. <laughs> so sorry. Like, uh, Jackie um, is on my boat now. And I'm pretty oh. sure Jackie's about to leave my boat. You so at this point, I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep like, um, getting different treasures and hopefully, yeah, um, I miss going to like different treasure island spots and uh, trying to make these recipes. Also doing my like errands. So I have some stuff to do. So, but yeah. Okay. You might like Cozy Grove though. It's not a boat. It's an island. Mm -hmm. And they don't like, you don't take, they're already dead. So you don't take them to the Everdor. (laughs) They're dead, but they don't have their memories. So you're helping them like get their memories back. probably do that because like I looked at Stardew Valley and like those games hold my attention for like two seconds or like days like those type of model games and and I'm like all right I'm over it I'm I'm good but well this one has it does have like like uh things you have to accomplish so you do have like things you have to accomplish and all of that stuff while you're also farming. Mm-hmm. So you you might like what is it called? The the night or something like that? The night a night in the woods. But it's not really like spirit fairer-ish. It's more like a Story, but you have things to do. It was okay. It <laughs> um, for three dollars, it was a good game. <laughs> I have like Knockout City, I believe it's called. Okay. So, which is just like a dodgeball game that I will eventually start playing. I think, but like, that's definitely. Uh, I just need to get some aggression out kind of game because you could just play dodgeball. But yeah. Well, I sent you the the girl from the couple of girls from TikTok that I follow. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I bookmarked it, so we'll go to that in a little bit. Well, I'll go oh, back. All right. 
Um, but on to this episode. We are on season two, episode five. She's a she's a man, baby. A man. <laughs> AKA, did this age well? Uh the original air date was November 4th, uh 1999. The writer is Javier. The executive story editors are Chris and Zach. The director is Martha Mitchell. And we've seen her handiwork on Touched by an Angel, Lord Order, Judging Amy, Joan of Arcadia, Numbers, Jericho, Veronica Mars, House, Without a Trace, The Mentalist, You, Madam Secretary, and, sorry, NCIS, and SVU. Okay. Yeah, man. She was doing what needed to be done. This, uh... this is our only episode of Charm, but, you know, it is what any facts to start off with? So, I had a question for you. There are some facts about deleted scenes. Do you want me to talk about them where they would have probably popped up? Or do you want it at the end? Where they probably would have popped up. Okay. Maybe, maybe it would have made this episode less. I, I, well, yeah, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, let's see. Um... <laughs> I guess I can give this to you guys now. So, obviously we know that this episode is about transformation and somebody becomes a man. Do you want the factoid about the transformation now? Or do you want it when it happens? You can give it to me now. (laughs) Give it to me now. Give it to me. (laughs) To help with her look as a man, Shannon Doherty supplied the makeup artist with a picture of her boyfriend at the time. So keep that in mind when Manny Hanks shows up that her man was the inspiration. But wasn't her man who she was she not no she wasn't dating him yet. Okay. Huh. Mm-hmm. I guess. It's very, you know what? Makeup has come a long way and I can't say much. <laughs> so we open up Wait. to P3. Nope. Nope. Another one? nope. We're not skipping it this week. Gosh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, we did talk about the <laughs> The Peacock synopsis is Prue cast a spell to turn her into a man in order to lure the demon succubus. Incorrect. That's, no, that's not how that, that happens. Exactly. The IMDB summary is, when Phoebe starts to have visions and feelings of a sudden seductress who kills men, the charm ones cast a spell to uncover the demon. But there's a glitch. That's better. Okay, yeah. Um, and we all know we love the DVD summaries. So, when Prue casts a spell to catch a demon who kills only men, she turns into a guy who was rendered powerless as the demon's fatal charms zero in on her. Mm-hmm. I guess accurate, but God, that gives a lot of the plot away. <laughs> right? This IMDb takes it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now we can do the episode. Okay. So we open up to P3 again. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I actually have, as we're descending into P3, um, Take a Picture by Filter is playing, which I thought was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually have like music before the music now. And you um, like a stark difference to what P3 was last week to what it is this week. Like John yeah. Taffer of it all, baby. <laughs> So uh, Phoebe and Piper are talking about this heat wave and it's 2 a.m. and Phoebe's like really, really hot and she's sweaty and gross and ew. She takes like an ice cube from behind the bar and is like rubbing it all on her chest and stuff. And <laughs> At least it's I was not like, limes. Okay. What? At least it's not limes. True, true, true. <laughs> so she's um Piper tells Phoebe that she has to make sure she make she actually mentioned Red Shoe Diaries and I thought that was interesting. Hey man. Because Red Shoe Diaries was like a really old it was like a soft porn that used to play on uh Showtime or Cinemax in the nineties. Do you remember that? No, because I was a child. So was I. All right. <laughs> so she mentions like she's like you make it look like you're on Red Shoe Diaries, and she's gonna have to bust out a can of man repellent, and then the camera pans and you see like two of the workers staring at Phoebe, and it was gross. It was nasty. It was. I was like, all right, take your look and keep it moving, which is basically what Piper is saying. Like, keep going, like move it along. Ain't nothing to see here. Um, and Phoebe's like, she's just in a highly excited state right now. I don't mind being hosed down with water. I feel like I'm on fire. Feel my forehead. And Phoebe is burning up. And they're like, Piper's trying to convince her to go to a doctor. And Phoebe's like, but I don't feel sick. I just feel hot and aroused. And I've been having this dream, but not just any dream, a sex Oh, God. This opening was so <laughs> But apparently this sex felt different because um, she felt real. It felt real to her. So she could like feel the penthouse satin sheets and feel the warmth of the candles. And Piper was like, I'm confuzzled by this because um, she very just like, yeah, the sex is good. It's so great. Like, let's just say we, we would win the gold medal at the Hugh Hefner Olympics, which gross if you think about it in hindsight but, also does not age well <laughs> right <laughs> like but when we see the sex later on it's big it's big I, 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 it's not even sex she don't even get her like it's not even like a there's not even that there's not even like a honk honk there's just ooh ooh ah. Like there's no, it's whack. It's it's mid. It is giving junior high school dry humping. <laughs> like, I mean, and they, she did say red shoe diaries, and that's literally what red shoe. It's very like there's this build up to hot sex that kind of doesn't come because it's soft porn. It's so you see like a flash of titty right. and a all right, sorry. A flash of titties and like a flash of fire, maybe maybe like an ash sheet, but you don't really get anything like 
So I, I, I could, uh, yeah. And I mean, it's Phoebe. Every time she's supposed to be like super sexy in the last couple of seasons, it's kind of. No, it's not overkill. that. It's just that like, when you say Hugh Hefner Olympics, if you, if you really understand what that means, you setting up a whole kind of different picture, my aunt. So like. Well, no, well, think about what we know about Hugh Hefner now, right? Where they were popping pills to get these women drugged I mean, that they could have sex that kind of fits right that that <laughs> that's exactly what happened here <laughs> but like i was referring to like the nastiness of it all like oh i was just referring to how that just didn't age well at all and yeah, then with that scene this, just... nothing about <laughs> this episode really aged well like Again, I didn't say this earlier, but I guess it makes sense to note that the title is based off an Austin Powers joke, which Austin Powers itself didn't age well. So, like, a joke within a joke. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't age well, but yeah, you're right. So, we find out that, like, after, like, during her dream, after she has sex with the men, she kills them and piper's like saying it's it's not really a dream it's a metaphor for extreme sexual frustration and piper says trust me i should know ma'am you're the only one getting penis on this show what are you talking about (laughs) um no because it looks like her and leo have it you know boing boing man and like a while she didn't you know shaboing boing man for the loan and her and dan are just so disgustingly pg not even okay so it's like mm. i can see that then. it's it's ugh. her and dan just make me want to vomit Ugh. anyway continue <laughs> so prue ends up coming into the club at 2 a.m. and she's like oh good we're decoding men and we find out that Prue has been on a date with this guy named Alan that she works with at Buckland which why you would do that in the first place first of all I'm not dating no man named Alan because he sounds like a dub he sounds like a dub I can't I would never date a man named Alan like I'm sorry they're like that's how I should have known there was something wrong with this brain because the way my brain just processes the name Alan immediately dry up immediately it's gross i don't think alan is a name that would dry up for me but i can see where you're coming from it just it does sound very alan very pretty alan sound like an old man name and like not a good old man like a dirty old man you don't you don't think alan sounds like a really nice dinner date but probably nothing else besides that I can see Alan being a good dinner date, but like, mm, Alan is a good guy. That's what it is. I was going to say Alan is going to be like, he's either going to be one of two things, like your best male friend because the sexual chemistry didn't happen or somebody you have to put in the friend zone because he's going to get stalkish and try to get Yeah, like Alan, that's what I'm saying. Alan is definitely like, the good guy quote unquote name because 
Yeah, Alan's a good guy because he does the barest of minimums. Like, he makes sure I get home safe. Like, <laughs> like he's a like he's a good guy because he doesn't date rape me. But like, outside of that, I don't really know what else he has going for him. Wow. Well, we find out this is their third date. <laughs> And that he walked her to her door, but that was it. Ow. Ow. Not even a kiss goodnight, and she was a little confused. And it wasn't necessarily, Piper says, well, it's probably not rejection. She said, I mean, when they say, I'll call you, that's the kiss of death, and maybe he was nervous. And Prue was like, but I've given out, like, all the signals. Like, I was popping my pussy. I was purring. So, I was doing it all. I will say this. At the end of me and my partner's very first date, which was nine years ago. I know. Uh, I gave him a high five at the end of the night. I think we did talk about this. Yeah, but now we're talking about it. But we now we're talking about it on the uh, on the. I know, but like you're just you're. This is diary of an awkward black girl. I know. I was like, he he walked me to my door, and like my friend, no, he didn't walk me to my door. He walked me to like the door before my door, and I was like, this is a cool night, and we didn't talk to each other after that for like five years, four years, four years, and now we live together. Huzzah! see lady well no before that then he started like sneaking come ons in your facebook page (laughs) he sneaking come ons on my facebook page for for a decade let's be honest for a decade it's yeah like every so often I'll just be like oh so you were just waiting in the wings this entire time because I remember I used to ask you like who is this dude and he'd be like we went to school together (laughs) (laughs) yeah man he was right here waiting for you. Our story is very romantic, and I hate how romantic it is. Because it, it really is because, like, I gave him a high five at the end of the night. Ugh. I feel like yours is more disgusting than mine, and that I'm just I'm happy about that because mine is disgusting. Mine's is disgusting, and like I hate telling it because immediately it's always like, oh. And then you add in the fact that we went on a date nine years ago and like it went nowhere. And then we reconnected. It was like, oh, oh. it's like the double, uh uh-uh. uh. It's like, oh, God. yeah, it's kind of gross. I know. It's a little gross. So, so you're saying that you were the, the weird guy in this relationship? You are the weird guy. In I'm show. the weird guy in every relationship. And I love it. That's, you're welcome. That's, that is true. <laughs> I don't know if he loves it, but I do love it. <laughs> I get told don't Han Solo me pretty often, so. Yeah, yeah. You Libras are the bane of my existence. You're a liar and a cheat. Not a cheat, maybe a liar. You're right. Um, I'm going to take that back. <laughs> So Prue is just like, I don't understand like why men run away when you give them all the signals. And Phoebe's just, 
Phoebe ends up kind of cutting the conversation short. She wants to go take a long cold shower and have a good night's sleep. And then they all say good night, kind of. And she, oh, Piper tells her, don't kill anyone. Prue kind of makes a face and Piper's like, don't even ask about it. And then that's where that scene ends. And then the next scene, we're in Phoebe's bedroom and she's asleep. And we see her in a dream. And this is the hot Hugh Hefner Olympics that we're talking about. It is literally like, oh my God, I don't want to give you my virginity, but I'm going to grind the fuck off of you. Like, oh yeah. It's definitely that. It's it's whack. You're going to soak it like the Mormons do? Mm-hmm. You're going to soak it like the Mormons do? <laughs> You're disgusting. Gross. Um... <laughs> but no, um, she's like writhing in pain. It doesn't even seem like, like she's. If I'm being honest, the whole thing is it's it's not sexy at all because he's just like, oh, you're so hot, you're irresistible. Oh, I must be dreaming because I can't be this lucky. Like, oh, you are a hook up. Shut the fuck up and plow me. It definitely seems like a guy who never really got any play, and this is probably his first time getting play. Like, that's what it sounded like. Like, you gotta be the most beautiful woman I've ever laid my eyes on. Either I'm dreaming or I'm falling in love. And I was like, shit. This episode is so bad, I will give off some, like, I think the reason. (laughs) So, all right. This episode reminded me of this time I was hooking up with a guy and he was just like, oh my God, I never knew it could be like this. And I'm just like, all right, get me out of here. Get 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 me the fuck out of here. Ugh. Oh. It was oh. so... Oh. Don't you ever say that shit to me again. Like, yeah, shut up. Shut up. It was so... Oh. I never knew it could be like this. Oh. But but that's why, like, as he says that, the woman's, you see, like, that's why he her died. tongue. That's why, he has to die. that's why we didn't get to the sex. Yeah. That's why. Okay. That's, that's, what, that's what his tongue, tur- her tongue turned into, like, a little alien head. <laughs> oh. What the, um... I can't think of what it reminds me of. Um, from species, not species, alien. Yeah, it's just like that's exactly what it reminded me yeah. of. Or like, and then, the thingy from Tremors, kind of too. I never seen Tremors. The Kevin Bacon movie. I'm not a big Kevin Bacon. Fan. All right, but like Kevin, it was a Kevin Bacon movie that came on the WB at like on Saturdays and Sundays, where like. And I was with my grandma. We weren't watching that. I was listening to oh. The Upper Room. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's Kevin Bacon and Reba. Come on. I was listening to The Upper Room, okay? Getting my prayer on. But she was talking about we can't put on the AC because it's going to raise up our electricity bill. And I had the fan on in the summertime. That's when we got, look, Saturdays, and, Saturdays was the upper room. And then Sundays, I was in that room all goddamn. See, now I'm having flashbacks. Thank I'm you. sorry. I'm sorry. All right. All right. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> like, on, when my mom wasn't at Churchy, like, we would watch movies on the weekend. And Tremors is one of those movies. 
But like, I do understand your pain because I was in church from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. on a Sunday. I would be like, mommy, please, I have school. Please. Tomorrow. I don't, yeah. I don't love the Lord this much. Please, mommy, please, please. And also that the only good thing that came from that was like the food was good. No, nah, right? No, nah. that pastor was mean. Like she would hit you if you fell asleep. Like Jesus. yo, that lady was horrible. I hated her. I hated that church with every fiber of my being. Like, oh, anytime I'm in that neighborhood, I get like PTSD flashbacks. Cause one, oh my god. We were in church from three to eleven, and if you were if you fell asleep, she would like hit you with a fan or with her hand, or just have really like dark fucking like omens. It was ugh, it was trauma. But anyway, well, there goes our trauma before the opening credits, guys. You guys have had trauma. <laughs> you guys got two hookup stories and trauma. You're lucky. You're fucking lucky. <laughs> Um, I had promises by the cranberries. I did not. Um, what did I have? I have anything left by Analog Revolution. Okay. All right. They were like, we can only afford one licensing fee here. And it's going, <laughs> which is weird because if it's the cranberries for after the um, trailer, I mean, after the cold open. Why not just have it for the whole episode? We did it last week with Dishwalla, but whatever. Well, I think Dishwalla was like... Dishwalla was definitely like a plant. That was some industry plant bullshit with that episode. Yeah, yeah. Versus what we have here. So we're at Buckland's. Prue walks into her office really quickly. She she gets off the elevator. I know this walk. You know this walk. You know it too. She runs into her office. She gets her her Mac compact and checks her face to make sure she is good. I was like, I see that. I know that black and silver compact anywhere. That's the Studio Fix Foundation. (laughs) I love it because I surely wouldn't have known. I peeped there. She pulled it out. They tried to cover it really quickly, but I saw that glimpse of that silver right in. I called it. I called it. <laughs> she walks back out and she is looking at this auction piece. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, I guess like a man and a woman holding a child. And I was like, very interesting that that's what they would place. And she sees Alan and the whole conversation. This, this definitely gives off. You gave me a high five the night before. <laughs> no. Michael McLafferty plays Alan and we've seen him in okay. Suddenly Susan. Clueless, Jesus. Jarbreaker, Providence, CSI, General Hospital, The Young and the Restless, Entourage. He's going to be in another episode of Charmed. Um, half and Half, Days of Our Lives. Playing Alan? I will let you know in a second. Uh, half and Half, Days of Our Lives, House, and lastly, Key and Peele. The actor who plays Prue's love interest for this episode, Alan, also plays the cop in season eight episode, uh, in the season eight episode, uh, Malice in Wonderland, where he plays Paige's love interest, making him the only character to have a love connection 
<laughs> with throat through and page. <laughs> oh, interesting. Huh. Doesn't doesn't really seem to, to last long. Mm-hmm. So season <laughs> eight. So you see Alan and he's late for a meeting and she's just trying to like get out. Like, did anything happen, you know, like uh, Alan the night before? Was like duck her. Cause like yes. he he's like, This bitch really gave me a high five at the end of the episode. I mean at the, at the end of the episode, at the end of the date. All right, I, I need to recover. I need to recoup. And yeah, signals just were like mixed here because, like, he's like, No, I had a great time. We should do it again. I'll call you. And Prue's like, Damn, the kiss of death. <laughs> and then we should have Morris show up, which I'm so glad that, like, we see more Morris. I will say this I do appreciate what's happening now with this, with how, like, the structure of the show is. It's just like, All right, it's going to be the monster of the week. But it's always gonna be more risk to tie it in. Like, all right, hey girl, hey, we got. I got a case for you. Come help me. Because <laughs> he even says when he gets up the elevator, he's like, "Speaking of deadly kisses, I need to speak to you, Pearl." <laughs> so they definitely go in- like y'all know what it is, right? So he goes into like. She opens up the door, but he like, like grabs it, and she's like, "Well, it's nice to see that while romance is dead, chivalry is not." And I was like, "Cause it's Morris, and he's married." Steve Harvey suit. <laughs> he got the Barack Obama Easter suit. On. <laughs> I, I I will fight you for that one. <laughs> the suit that rocked the nation. <laughs> anyway, um, and I feel that like they should lean into like this whole Prue and Morris is the buddy cop duo we need. Like, yes, like, they don't lean into that as much as they should, and they are just missing so much gold. Yes, yes, but we do find out um, from Morris that. Since the heat wave has started, four men have died um, over the last four nights. He doesn't have any suspects. And Prue's like, oh, I don't know what to tell you. I'm so sorry. And Morris is like, look, we play this game. You got a secret. I know you got a secret. I know you don't want to tell me. But, like, my job is on the line because these people keep disappearing. But how? 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 He literally saved he literally rescued women last week and got the kidnapper. How is his job on the line? You're right. You're right. Is there anything else to say here? Um, no, because I'm not trying to get this edited. I don't have to. Give, I don't want to give you more work before your break. Okay. <laughs> so he shows her the picture of the victims. We find out that all the victims had severe cerebral trauma. And that they were also drained of all of their testosterone, which isn't something that you find every day, which is why he decided to pull her in. Because he was like, it doesn't make sense. We don't know exactly how this is happening. Um, we do know that all the victims are members of a dating service called Fine Romance. The place has been sticked out, but there's way too many clients coming in and out. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, if this continues, 
he knows that somebody's gonna die tonight. And Prue is like, all right, I'll help. And Morris is like, I don't want you getting hurt. Just find out what you can and slip it to me. I just don't need this turning into another unexplained case. And I was like, oh, I love this this little buddy cop, supernatural yeah. thing they got going on. So now we're back in the manor and Phoebe is lying on the couch. The fan is going. I guess their, their AC is not holding up to the heat wave. Uh, there's a whole big jug of like iced tea with lemon in it. And she's like picking up the iced tea thing, the jug, and like putting it on her head and her chest. And it was a lot. As somebody who overheats, I get it. I get it. I understand. But like, at that point, you just didn't, you just in front of the freezer, just like, all right, give it to me. Because uh, that juice is not going to, like, I've tried it. I've done it before. It doesn't last. It doesn't last. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> you just got to stand in front of the freezer, baby. So, um, Phoebe is telling Piper about the dream that she had last night. And she's like, it was real. I felt it. I was so turned on. And then I killed him. And Piper's like, but you didn't kill anybody. And she's like, but I could feel his body shake uncontrollably beneath mine. And Piper is like, all right, just a little bit too much information. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I mean, right. too much. Have we all had a dream like that once or twice? You know, no. Nope. Right, right. I mean, mine was not as PG, but okay. Um, Phoebe says that she could still taste his blood. And that's when Piper takes the thermometer and puts it in her mouth. Prue walks in um, and Piper's like, well, why are you home? Because it's not lunch yet. And Piper is such the mom. Like, it's not lunch yet. I'm not ready for you guys. Why are you? Well, I love, like, <laughs> we've gone from, like, Prue packing a lunch to her coming home for lunch. And I feel like that's a security measure that happened in the course of the last two episodes. Can I also just say that while Piper has a job at night, she also then makes fresh tea and lunch during the day without being asked. I feel like that's, I feel like that would be me too, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm about to, once we finish recording, I'm going to meal prep. Like, I have chicken wings, I have chicken breasts, I have steaks, I have pork chops. I'm just going to be like meal prepping for the next hour and a half. So like see but that I'm just saying she did it unprompted. Hmm? She didn't have she didn't have to be asked to do. Yeah. That's all I will say. That's that's she probably got the groceries too. Mm. (laughs) I'm in the middle of melting. I can't be asked to go to the fucking grocery store which will actually help you because like yo I mean the walk would kill you. The freezer freezer ooh Ooh, ooh. Y'all know I overheat. Anyway, continue. So we find out that um, Phoebe takes the thermometer out of her mouth. It's 100.5 degrees hot. She won't go to a doctor. Um, They start discussing why Morris came to Buckland's. Mm -hmm. And Piper hands over the file that he he gave her with all the pictures. Mm -hmm. Phoebe recognizes the men. And she's like, these are all of the guys 
each and every one of them. I felt them. I could see them. I could smell them. I watched him die. This is not a coincidence. And Piper is like, well, maybe your powers are growing and now you can get premonitions in your sleep now. And Prue is like, or maybe you're psychically linked to the demon on its wavelength or something. And Phoebe's like, well, maybe I'm the killer. This has happened before. And then Piper turned into a werewolf, remember? A Wendigo. She was like, because of respect on my name, it was a Wendigo, bitch. So they decide that since she's psychically connected, that Phoebe was going to go to the dating service and touch some of the things that are in there to see if she can get a psychic flash. Um, and then Piper was going to yes. stay to look at the book of shadows. What? You know what that makes that was a good, really solid plan. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I thought so. And to be honest, I mean, not Piper, uh, Phoebe uh, made a really good point. She was like, I'm horny as hell, and you trying to get me to go to penis? All right, y'all walling, but I'm down. Yeah, I mean, she's going to use it to her benefit. So now they're out. You know what this reminded me of? This is going to age me. But do you remember Mad TV? Yes. Fine Romance reminded me of Lower Yes. Yes. Yo, honestly, one of the better bits on Mad TV. Yo. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel that like. While I am like um, meal prepping, I'm gonna just go on YouTube and find like a master like list of lower expectations because from the font to like <laughs> the videos, uh, fine romance was lower expectations and oh, wow. <laughs> so Morris has a new partner and his name is Smith. And um, he's taking photos of the girls going into Fine Romance. This man is the worst. Hold on. Let me give him his credits. Oh, God. Because he always pays somebody like, ugh. Lex Medlin. Lex Medlin plays Inspector Smith. He don't even got a fucking first name. Get him out of here. Lex Medlin. Mm -hmm. We've seen him on One World. We living in One World. Sorry. We've seen him on Friends, Titus, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Supernatural, where he plays Cupid, Southland, CSI, Modern Family, Criminal Minds, Jane the Virgin, Shameless, and Grey's Anatomy. He, he plays Cupid on Supernatural. Mm-hmm. I'm looking this up. <laughs> he's a very like pudgy. Oh, okay. I know who he is now that he's gained the weight. Okay. That makes Oh, sense. you saw him in the diaper? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, that makes better sense. He looks more familiar now that he has weight on. Okay. Okay. Because I was like, Cupid. Cupid. <laughs> so he's taking like all of these pictures and he's like look at the racks on these babes huh and it's Prue and Phoebe and Mars is like ew dude fuck up like do your job (laughs) not even just because of who they are but like that man was a creep yeah I've never like he says he's like I'm taking um 
pictures of potential suspects. And if you ask me, those two suspects got a lot of potential. You know what? Sir, you're clearly at home with your hand all of the time. Not even just that. Like, sir, you definitely don't be helping nobody. Like, we thought Andy was a bad cop. Inspector Smith don't even do no work. He was like, well, what were you wearing? Hmm? That's the kind of cop he is. Yes. Why are you out after midnight? Mm. By yourself? Oh, okay. Here we go. It was talking about like Dan washing his car. And I was like, that has nothing to do with <laughs> <laughs> So Phoebe and Prue go into find romance. And Phoebe tells Darla, who's the person that, which I'm like, Darla, you know she the bad guys. Darla. Well, let me give Darla her credit. So Heidi Mark plays Darla. We've seen her on Young and the Restless, California Dreams, Married with Children, Baywatch, Ally McBeal, Third Rock from the Sun, Dharma and Greg, Beverly Hills Dharma and Greg. Beverly Hills under 210, Diagnosis, Murder, and Providence. Okay, okay. So she is going to try to sign Prue up for Find Romance while Phoebe goes and looks around. So she pulls um, Prue into, I guess, like their, her office or whatever like that. And they're running a special for one year with unlimited access. $100? But you get unlimited access to their internet and video library with a money back guarantee. $3,500? I mean, that's the going rate for matchmaking, man. You didn't watch the Atlanta matchmakers on Bravo? That's for mid for middle class. $3,500. I mean, I'm with Prue here. Prue said she could buy a man for that. So She's not wrong. She's not wrong. But then Darla goes, oh, I can always tell the frustrated ones. You've been having man troubles lately, haven't you? Bitch, you have some goddamn nerve. I will beat your ass. Don't, you, don't embarrass me like this. Right? So Phoebe bumps into a guy. They cut to Phoebe and she bumps into a guy. And he's like, she's like, I'm sorry I didn't see you. And he's like, oh, it's not a problem. Not a problem at all. And then they start flirting. And um, flirting with Owen, played by, I mean, Owen is played by Nick Stable. We've seen him in Step by Step, Dawson's Creek, popular Half and half, again, another half and half, um, passions, days of our lives, and general hospital. A lot of, uh, God, it just brings back like all the feelings of the 90s. <laughs> so Phoebe tells him like, you don't seem like the type that needs help finding a date. And Owen's like, ditto, I'm Owen, Owen Grant. Phoebe goes, Phoebe. You can tell a man wrote this. <laughs> Girl. You can tell a man wrote this. So she touches his hand and she gets a premonition of him being killed. And she's like, I have to go. I'm so sorry. Excuse me. And then they go back to Darla and Prue. And Darla is like, your days of having trouble with men are over. See you at tonight's mixer. And Prue was like, I don't have trouble getting men. Financial ones now, yes. I have financial troubles, but it ain't with the penis. And I was like, you know what? I might not have said that. 
But okay. Like, hold your ground. It was weird. <laughs> Why did you let that come out? I feel me? like I feel like Piper should have always been the sister to go with her. I, I don't know why Prue was her first one to go with her. Because $3,500, we need to look around. They don't want to be like, oh, here's a grand tour. Let me show you the behind like, the scenes of everything. Right, right. So um, Phoebe comes in and then they leave. Uh, and this scene, they're at the manor. Mm-hmm. Piper looking out. She's holding a fan, like a little hand fan, and she's watching Dan washing his car through the window. I was like, first of all, I know he got, I know he got swamp ass because it is a he. And he is wearing jeans. You know what? I find out with a lot of men, they don't know that like you don't always have to wear jeans. There are other linens. Yeah. You want to like really handhold a man out the jeans. You do. Like, hey, Speedy, maybe this event requires khakis and not dungarees. And too, like, why would you be washing your car in the middle of a heat wave? Because you don't have to worry about it drying, but you have to worry about drying with spots. But if it's a heat, I mean, it was 100 degrees at 2 a.m. You could have waited till the sun went down. Like, it was weird. You're not wrong. But again, (laughs) I'm more concerned about not even just the swamp ass. You washing your car in jeans. I know them jeans are heavy. I know you. (laughs) I know those jeans are heavy as fuck. I know someone has splashed on you and them jeans went from they like... Look, they look like them old Navy carpenter jeans from the 90s, them really heavy jeans. That they look like the Bugle Boy jeans, yo. <laughs> That's what them jeans look like. Some fucking Bugle Boy. Oh my gosh. So, uh, Prue, so Piper and uh, Phoebe come in the room and Phoebe asks Prue if she found anything in the book and she's like the book and Prue's like were you looking at something else and she was like uh I was looking you should see what I found and then Prue and Phoebe look out the window and Prue's like oh I see what you found all right great tan nice body and I thought that was really cute it was a really cute yada, 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 yada. sorry <laughs> that's, gave me. that's exactly what that shit gave me just like all right how does he have a nice tan? I mean, like, the rest of us be, like, really pasty. Because anytime you see him, he got on, like, shirt sleeves and jeans. And we know Jenny not letting him do nothing. Ugh. Well, small blessings. In this episode, we hear of Jenny, but we don't see Jenny. Yay! <laughs> but, yeah, like, Piper is full on oh, red. I do declare you are the hottest man in all of San Francisco. Yeah. She has put thoughts of that white lighter on the background. And you know what? We said that last week it was like her officially saying what she wants from the relationship. 
and telling Leo, I can't live like this. I can't. I shan't. I won't. I do declare. <laughs> and now she's like, all right. I, I, I like what I see is across the street. I just don't know if I'm ready to, you know, cross that street, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so we go into uh, Piper reading the Book of Shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically they found that what they're looking for is a succubus. Uh, so when a witch renounces all human emotions and makes a pact with darkness to protect herself from heartbreak, she becomes a succubus. So what you are saying is my former nickname is in the Book of Shadows. Well, that's what you were, yeah. You don't have any, like, um, information on this? On what, being a succubus? Yeah, there's no, like... Because I feel like, doesn't this come up again? Um, It does come up. I feel like, but I don't think that was a succubus in the other the episode that you're talking about because powers okay. are different same motivations okay. i believe no she was no no she was going after like happily married men not just horny men okay okay yeah so but there were still men being the victims and honestly men being the victim who gives a shit but <laughs> <laughs> Cigar. <laughs> what was what was that? <laughs> it's like y'all really like these victims aren't really victims, but okay. I mean, well, they didn't do it here, they didn't do anything wrong. They just wanted Alleg- for a good time call. That's all they wanted. There's nothing wrong with that. And you know, she was so irresistible and so hot. Like, the hottest person they have ever wrong. seen. <laughs> so apparently she seeks out powerful men who become helpless against her magic and then she feeds on their testosterone with her razor sharp tongue so this monster is an evil sexually charged witch and we find out that clearly it's not phoebe because phoebe didn't make a pack with the darkness and she doesn't have a razor sharp tongue so it's not but they did find a spell to attract the succubus and destroy it with fire. Um, and Phoebe it reads it in the book and it's called A Flaming Death for Yours Truly. I don't think so. Oh, she was actually talking about herself. A Flaming Death for Yours Truly. I don't think so. So Prue is like, we have to catch the thing. So they're going to cast the spell to attract it. So we cut to the attic and the the it's they drew a symbol on the floor and the symbol that they drew on the floor was for male and there's candles around it prue sitting inside with the book of shadows she does the spell fire burns around piper phoebe doesn't burn so are like yay it's not phoebe but when they look up and turn around <laughs> prue is a man baby a man <laughs> so i missed this and we can just like hop back and forth really quickly um, so originally what was cut from the Book of Shadows scene with Piper is um, Piper was looking in the Book of Shadows and is reading an entry called Irresistible, but gets distracted by seeing Dan. Dan enters the manor to catch Piper and the book. Piper quickly tries to hide the book, but notices that Dan has seen a rather sexual drawing. This leads to a flirting conversation between the two. So I don't know. That would have taken away, I think, from 
the, the scene. Yeah. I do, like, even though the I do declare scene is a little too, for my taste, it's much better than what we had. Because what we have, what, what we would have had, excuse me, would have been, like, more of last week's, like, oh, I understand sex. Huh, I mean, I talk about sex. <laughs> we don't need that again. It didn't work the first time. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, um, hopping right back into this scene. Yeah, um, that what that voice. I don't know what they were doing. Was ugh. I'm happy that the voice I think got better during the episode because that first, it looked like as she became, I guess, more of a man. I guess we'll talk about that later. The voice got stronger because. It definitely was prepubescent. <laughs> it was definitely giving like <laughs> when a girl call your man phone and you want to pick up pretending to be him, like, hey, yo, hello. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Right. Yeah, this is Michael. What's up? Are you? <laughs> Why sound like this? Oh, I just woke up. Like <laughs> that's what it's giving. <laughs> It was so it was so awkward. Yeah, so Prue locks herself in her bathroom. <laughs> and apparently she had been there for over an hour. And Phoebe had asked Piper, do you think she's touching herself? And I mean, you know what? Honestly, if I turn into a man and I look down, I have a penis. We're definitely doing elephant trunks. In a deleted scene, uh, Prue tenetically breaks a mirror because Phoebe is making fun of her for being a man. Mm. And I believe it. I I I wanted. I think I wanted to see that. I I, I wanted to see that. I I would be doing elephant chunks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think what we got wasn't bad. Like the uncontrollable giggling wasn't bad because how could you not get your I, I can't fault Phoebe for being immature in this situation but also I feel that her just locking herself in the a bathroom this felt a little flat I thought it was cute like you try to attract the succubus and you attract your own penis like what <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to get penis, not get penis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I, I also think, like, I understand you coming from with it falling flat because Prue is always very like head on her shoulders. Okay, we got a job to do. Mm-hmm. So her locking herself in the bathroom, I think it, it's not. I don't think it would be part of her character in a way. And then for that long too, for an hour. So it, it was maybe Piper. I could see Piper locking herself in the room, but not, not Peru. Yeah. So we find out that uh, Piper can't find a reversal <laughs> in the Book of Shadows, and that she has to stay a man until they attract the succubus. <laughs> And she's like, well, this is a really good idea because now Prue can sign up like a guy at Fine Romance. So that's where we're going to go with yeah. And Prue says, well, I'm not going to sign up for anything. And Piper's like, well, lives are at stake and innocent men are going to die. 
So you don't have to be embarrassed and we're not going to laugh. She opens up the door. I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't signing up for shit. Y'all can suck my dick from the back. Y'all figure this out. I'm not doing it. First of all, look at me. Look at me. I look. She reminded me of, oh my gosh. What is that movie? She's the man with the man to buy. Oh man, she's the man. <laughs> no, I know. It's, like again, makeup. There was only but so much we were do. You could do in nineteen ninety nine. So I can't really. They don't have nobody who could braid because they could have cornrowed her hair flat. <laughs> no, that wig she had on her wig. So she does have like cornrows in like the front of her hair. I'll show pictures from like this episode where she has cornrows. So they definitely have. She has cornrows. I know it comes in later where she has the cornrows yeah. in the front of her hair. But like, and they're bulky. Like if they had done it flat against her head and a better skull cap. <laughs> you saying the Yaki wasn't hitting this time? No, the Yaki, the Yaki did not. And that's the thing. We've seen her with a really nice wig on. So what happened? Like. She looked like a little boy trying to play his daddy. And like, like her man is an inspiration. Who was her man at this time? You know? I don't know, but like her man is the inspiration. And I just know. <laughs> anyway. So she's wearing clothes from her from the ex-boyfriend's pile. She is here in strange places. We find out that she does have a penis and Phoebe is cracking up. She is in the corner dying. <laughs> and, you know, Piper proves offended, so she closes the door. And I feel like And Piper's like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I know. So like I can't fault Phoebe for laughing, but also like, bitch, we got magic to do. Stop it. I think that's going to be the chant for the, this season. We got magic to do, bitch. <laughs> so instead of Jeremy said it's we got magic to do. <laughs> We're going to be bouncing from both because, like, Jeremy said also, but also we got magic to do. We got to talk to your feelings, okay? So we cut, to, we cut to them going downstairs and they're trying to give uh, Prue a pep talk. And, like, being a man requires the walk, the talk, the handshake. It's all about confidence. And Phoebe's like, sports, men like sports. And Piper goes, sincerity, that's the key. But apparently, according to Cosmo, what really makes a man is the clothes he wears, the car he drives, and the money he I know some man was upset. This line delivery, I know some man wrote that shit because him and his wife or his girl, his flavor of the month, whatever, got into an argument. And he was like, you out here reading Cosmo like the dumb slut you are. Telling you that the only way to a man's heart is through his wallet. Blah, 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 blah. Shut your bitch ass up. Do you say Javier took this personally? Javier took this personally. He did. Javier, Chris, and Zach took all this personally. <laughs> so they tell him, like, they tell him, they tell Prue uh, that she has to walk like a man that she admires and emulate that walk. <laughs> And it, it's, it doesn't age well. <laughs> but 
She walks and it comes, up, it comes up very Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Yeah. I remembered this episode, but I forgot that they were going to be. I thought it was RuPaul and not Richard Simmons. So when they said Richard Simmons, I was like, oh, yeah, that would make better sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, Richard Simmons is better than I'm saying RuPaul. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> anyway, so... Um... <laughs> the doorbell rings. Mm-hmm. Phoebe goes to get Morris's files to put a list together, a list of attributes that the succubus might be attracted to. And she sends Prue and Piper to get the door. Prue and... Piper. You are right. Well, male Piper. Mm-hmm. Or male Prue and Piper, excuse me. Because she doesn't have a name yet. Well, he doesn't have a name yet. So Phoebe tells her to think of Tom Hanks because everybody loves Tom Hanks. And she's not wrong. But in the head, I mean, she's not wrong, but I don't think of Tom Hanks as like a heartthrob. I think it was more so of like not heartthrob, but like a non-threatening man. Like, you know Tom Hanks is the man. Tom Hanks had to talk to you if you want the smoke with Tom Hanks, okay? Back the fuck up! Um, I was like, oh, sir. But Forrest? <laughs> nah, but like, but also, you see when he did that shit over his wife, he didn't just do that shit off, like, because... Oh, but when, when Will Smith does it, it's a <laughs> You look so exasperated by me. <laughs> because I, I finally thought we were over this. And that never. <laughs> like the echoes of Will Smith. This pop When it popped up and I don't know. I think somebody had posted on Twitter. And I had, I don't know why I went to the comments. But the comments were like, oh, what, what, and I was like, click. I'm done with Twitter for the day. I'm done. <laughs> So when Piper and Prue open the door, it's Dan. Uh, he comes in. Apparently, his freezer has broke. And he needs some ice, ice, baby. Uh-huh. And, uh... <laughs> Piper introduces uh, male Prue as Manny, Manny Hanks. And it's an awkward scene. He goes to, like, shake his hand Dan goes to shake Manny's hand and like, I guess he does it too hard because she's like oh my gosh my hand and then uh, Phoebe screaming from the kitchen that Piper should come quick Piper, I need you. Uh, before Piper leaves she whispers to Manny that he's a good man but like how would you know because he is taking care of his niece so his sister could hang out in Saudi Arabia. Is she in the military or something? She's not really hanging out. I know. Well, like, I like saying hanging out in Saudi Arabia. Sounds cool. Okay. <laughs> so Dan looks at Manny and is like, have we met before? Because you look familiar. Yeah, you literally look and- like Prue. Yeah. Prue, take that shit off your face. <laughs> 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 and Prue basically responds that she's the brother that they never had. Uh, Kojo. 
I said, oh, yuck. Oh, <laughs> okay. You see what the fuck was <laughs> So we go to Piper and Phoebe in the kitchen. And Phoebe just had another hot flash. Um, it's Succubus Visions. She's really, they have now come to the conclusion that Phoebe is psychically connected to that thing. Do we know why? Do they ever explain that? No. Okay. So we see, so Phoebe can see what she sees and feel what she feels. And she felt excited. And Piper is like excited, happy or excited, aroused. And she's like, she's in heat. And so am I. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> So um, that probably explains. So Piper basically goes, well, that's why you're burning up. Your libido must be connected to succubus. And Phoebe goes, she has no control over this. She gets a new flash. <laughs> Go ahead. Say what you need to say. Say what you need to say. I just said it. I was just like, close your front. Use your front. <laughs> So she gets another flash. In the flash, she sees like the succubus's hand like caressing egg sacs. So apparently she's pregnant or she's getting ready to hatch. And then apparently there's going to be a whole brood of succubi. Succubi? I, I was thinking succubi, so succubi it is. Succubi. <laughs> um, going around killing men unless they can stop them. <laughs> This is definitely written by a man. Just Thank you, bye. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I don't know. Because I was Indian and it just sounds like somebody, it sounds like patois. That's why. Okay, okay. <laughs> so we go back to Dan and Prue. Prue is trying to copy Dan's move. Dan is trying to find out if Piper is dating anybody. And she's like, no, but um, I would just hate to see with a guy who, like, on a third date runs away. Don't you just hate men like that? And Dan's like, what? <laughs> I don't know anybody like that. I'll fuck with that beat. Mm, that's what he said. And I appreciate him. And Prue is trying to, like, have a male conversation with him. How about those Niners? <laughs> Bitch, if you don't get out of my face with this bullshit and let me know who Piper fucking talking out this damn house, I know it's not you. I I, I know it's not because they yo, I know Dan went back to his house and was like, yo, if Piper is fucking this dude and not fucking me, I'm because the look he gave Manny before they were he was like, oh, I'm like a brother was like, I know you know Dan went back home. Kicking, screaming, and throwing up. Like, yo! First is a cornball-ass dude named Leo. Now there's somebody named Manny? Yo. Do she... I was outside in my best jeans. And she... Yo. Yo. In my best Levi's. Why can't be me? Yo. Every time I come to this fucking door, it's some lame ass dude in front of the fucking door. It's never no bitches. It's always some lame dude that I know I can fight. I know I can take Manny. Leo, he may get one good hit off of me, but I'm winning that fight. Manny, he get washed. What, yo? 
frustrated, pissed. I know he's on the phone talking to his friend after nine because that's when the minutes are free. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm sick of this shit. Every time I ring the bell, it's another man. <laughs> he's like, yo, I'm so, yo, I don't want to say she a hoe, but like, why is it always a different man? Why is it not me? No, because like, I, he's like, you know what? I just feel like, yo, Piper is such a good person that like men are obviously going to be attracted to her. And she's so innocent that she not go know that they really want something else from her. That's what it is. That's that. That's how he rationalizes it. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Phoebe kicks him out. <laughs> um, gives him the ice. Which we know his freezer ain't break. You a handyman. Your freezer ain't break. And if your freezer broke, you would have still had ice. So why are you not using the ice before it melt and make a bigger mess? I'm on to you. I'm on to you, Dan the man. Dan Gordon, so, if that's your real fucking name. Uh, baby's like, here's your ice. Tell Jenny we said hi. Okay, bye. Uh... <laughs> They go into fine romance and Prue does this whole like I think she's sitting there doing her videotape. Mm. Her lowered expectations videotape. Lower expectations. And she's like, I think that it's the smaller things that I look for in a relationship. You know, like listening to your partner, relationship, kindness, respect. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing sexier, nothing hotter than someone who respects herself. Because if she respects herself, then she respects others. And this woman is like feeding into this. Oh my God. They, we really touched your feminine side. They were really hoteps. That's the most hotep shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> That's the most hotep shit I've ever heard. You ever think about like every episode we get that like Javier has sat down and like written by himself or like been the lead writer? The shit we get from this man when it comes to like men and women, like Javier out here thinking that he is a love god, the king in this relationship. Did Javier write the Dark Lab episode? <laughs> Let's see. I'm a fuck. Will. I'm a chi- I'm a chime in with a well time when you get the information. Okay, okay, and so um, <laughs> it cuts out of Manny Prue doing his videotape to uh, Phoebe trying to get Owen's information from Darla. We find out that Owen is a doctor, and Phoebe's trying to get the information, and Darla's like, "You can have it for thirty five hundred dollars. I'm not giving this shit out for free." I mean, Piper freezes. Piper was in a whole other world. Like, wow, so many options. Phoebe had to be like, oh, girl, she said $3,500. This is your magic, which is why I was like, why don't fucking Prue have to pay the $3,500? Because Prue paid that shit. She did. She did. She did. Uh, hopefully, she, I mean, she got money back, money back guarantee. But uh, she. <laughs> she wouldn't notice that the books had gone missing <laughs> but anyway she freezes it and they take not only Dan's files they not only take Dr. Owen's files but they take Dan's files as well mm-hmm. um, Phoebe gives it to Piper and is like look Dan signed up are you interested and they leave and the but like, teammates 
is super fucking cute. Cause she's like, what? she's like, oh look, cause Pi- I mean Phoebe's like, ooh look, neighbor Dan had a video, and she's just like, gimme. She looks so cute. Yes, yes. Well, well, <laughs> it says that Chris and Z- Chris and uh, Javier wrote that episode together. But Javier is the executive story editor. Javier's a hotep. Javier is a hotep. I mean, we've called it, right? <laughs> so now we're back outside of Fine Romance, and it's Morris and Smith again. And uh, Smith is so disgusting. He's like, you know, I can go inside of there, right, and do serious damage. I can just go in there, drop all the pretense, and, and just go all caveman. So right. Is what you're saying. So, like, no consent is what you're saying. So, like, SVU, call Benson, call Stabler, call Finn. Morris is like, what did I do? What did I do to deserve this? Because he looks at him and is like, you know you're really something, right? And Smith is like, that's what the ladies tell me. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they, they do. probably cut you off. But like he takes it as a compliment. Oh, okay, okay. You, you know that. Smith uh, decides that he's gonna go do investigating inside, and Morris is like, "No, stay in here." But Smith is like, "It's a mixer, right?" So I want to go inside and mix it up. <sighs> he is so gross. So we go back inside to find romance now. Phoebe and Piper never leave, <laughs> so they take this woman's files. Which is strange to me that the woman never, like, Darla never goes, like, she unfreezes and she's like, oh, two of my files are missing. These girls just asked for these files. And, and she now these like, files and walked away. She didn't really, they, like, they weren't low about it, but continue. And they stayed in the mixer. So. Manny. Yeah, I guess. So they're talking about, like, um, if, if, the succubus already got Owen or not. Um, Piper isn't really paying attention at this point because she's looking at Dan's files. Uh, Phoebe says she wants to take Owen back to the manor and keep him safe. And Piper's not like, on my watch, you slut ass bitch. Not right. On right. My watch. <laughs> and Piper goes, Well, no, um, you're, you know, you're not going to do that. We can talk to him here and find romance. I'm going to go back to the video section. You stay a little horny ass here. And I'm going to go check up on Prue. And Phoebe hands her the tape. And is like, don't forget this. So we do see Phoebe then sees Owen. And Owen sees Phoebe. And they do the, hi. Hi. How you doing? Across the Yeah. Gross. So now Prue goes to the video era. And era? Video area. And, um goes to look at oh excuse me Prue has finished with her video now we're not talking about Piper Prue is finished with her video now tomorrow it would be available for all of these women to see so like Uh, so hold on Uh, I think Prue was trying to do some investigating like okay I did this video what's the next step and then played by Georgia Emmelyn who we've seen in Quantum Leap, Murder, She Wrote, Sliders, The Pretender, 
Frazier and Nash Bridges is like, honey, based on your soft ass video, you gonna get a bit, you gonna get a girl by tomorrow because you are just so in tune with your feminine side. The women are gonna be falling all over you. I'd have seen this video and been like, "This is my thirty five hundred dollars paid for." You know what? I'd have been so mad. Yeah. Yeah. I would have mad. Could you imagine that? I just need somebody who who's in tune with herself, because when you're in tune with yourself, you're in tune with the world. All right. When you respect yourself, queen, you respect me. You respect your body, and you respect the environment. Piper watching Dan's <laughs> and Dan don't want to do this. Dan is like his sister paid for it. His sister really was like, "Yo, I know you watching my daughter, but you still need to clap some cheeks." So <laughs> I'm paying thirty five hundred dollars. You go have some fun. Get you some bitches, cause I can't keep dealing with. Jenny calling me all the time crying because you ain't got no fucking life. <laughs> so they convinced him to do the video. And what he says is he's not really sure what he looks for in a old in a woman. He's old fashioned. He looks for the girl next door. Someone with a good heart, good personality, looks to match. The kind of girl that when I leave for work in the morning, I just wait a little bit. So she leaves for work too. Just to catch a glimpse of that long dark hair, that great smile, hoping that maybe one day she'll notice that I'm watching her and that she'll smile back at me. What is up with these lingering ass men? Okay? Because Leo be lingering. He be jingle jangling out and lingering. Just to catch a glimpse of that. Um... I mean, it's kind of creepy. It, it's kinda I creepy. don't know if I would like Piper seemed very into it. She was smitten. And I feel that like I can get behind this level of like vulnerability once we're together. Like I love a man who's always like, I love watching my wife sleep. I you a lying ass bitch. I said I love a man who loves his wife. I love that for other people, not for me. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Don't watch me sleep, bitch. Mind your business. <laughs> Get out of this bed. I need to stretch. Um, but no, I, I I can appreciate a man who's just like, like my favorite parts of a wedding is when the groom sees his bride for the first time. That appreciation. Yeah. That appreciation of like a man watching his like his partner sleep and it's being like you got the smile on your face when you sleep. It's so like the the quiet appreciation. I always love that in a male character or like a real life man. But like y'all not together yet. I'm not together this yet. Is, this is not cute. Get away from me. <laughs> this is off. I'm sitting at the corner in my Buick with a knife trying to catch a glimpse of you. That's all I wanted why to you don't like her me. hair. Uh, yeah. Uh, why she won't look this way? It's because of Leo. <laughs> it's a little crazy. Like I don't. I, Javier concerns me. Like 
Like, what was his date in life back in the 90s? Because this concerns Probably year is a hotel, and I'm glad we got to the bottom of it. Because, like... Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're back to Owen and Phoebe, and... Owen is trying to get her out the mixer. You want to go get out of here? You want to take get a walk? You want something? Like, what do you want to do that's not here so I can put my penis inside of you? Like, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are unhinged. <laughs> and Phoebe says, I would love to, but I can't. And she's like, I, it's hard to explain. And then she starts getting hot flashes again. So Owen goes to grab her a drink. Uh, she gets a new flash. And we realize that the succubus is in the room. And Owen's back. And she's like, we have to get out of here fast, okay? Like, just stand here. Just stay in my sight. Don't leave. She goes to grab Piper. Tells Piper that the succubus could be in the room. She could be after Owen. We have to get out of here fast. And then Smith grabs first of all smith grabs phoebe and nobody comes to like her aid grabs phoebe and like flashes a badge and in i her think face. that's why nobody came to her aid because he was they were like oh fuck uh, whatever she's the cops got her whatever. and then he's like i'd like to have a talk with you in private and it was so i was disturbed and scared for phoebe's safety i'm gonna be completely honest because yeah what were you what was that? Like it, it didn't make any sense because she wasn't doing anything wrong. They were at a mixer. The only thing I can give him is that like she was the only one who kept coming back to the agency. Like she was there earlier with Prue and now she's here again with Piper. Like she's the only repeat offender, I guess. But not to grab Oh you're my hand like No, that. you're right. I love that Morris came through and was like, bitch, if you don't let her go, I will beat your ass in this store. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And then Manny, Phoebe tells Manny to take Owen out. And I guess there was a miscommunication because he punches the shit out of Owen. He uses (laughs) his powers to bolster that punch. Yes. And like knocks him the fuck out. Smith tries to put Manny under arrest. Manny punches him too. Well deserved. Well deserved, but he also like handcuffs Manny and handcuffs Owen. And I was so like, why would you handcuff Owen? Like you just watched Owen get knocked the fuck out. Why are you handcuffing Owen? Again, that man was he ain't the brightest light bulb in the patch, okay? It was weird. Like Anyway, so Phoebe gets another flash, and now the succubus is no longer attracted to Owen, which I can understand. You just got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> He's now attracted to Prue, and Piper is like perfect. So now we're at the police station. They're trying to get Manny released, and he's like, "Your friend punched a cop." And Phoebe's trying to explain, like Phoebe and Piper trying to explain, like it's because of Manny that nobody died tonight. That's why you need to release him. And you need to keep Dr. Owen safe. So keep him in here and don't let him out. 
And Morris, Morris was like, like oh, you want me to release Manny? I guess you want me to release Owen too? And he, they were like, no. No, no, no. Keep his ass in there. He's safe in there. No. But Manny, we need him. Bring him back. I just feel like all the heart-to-hearts that Morris and Prue have had, Morris don't realize that Manny looked like Prue. You know, I was I wasn't going to say it, but I would have been like, no, bitch. I know I asked for your help, but not like this. Not like this. Like, why you got to make things so complicated? Like, why get that shit off your face. Come on now. Sheila, I told Sheila we, I was going to get my pension. We were going to retire in the islands. And you make this difficult for me. Why are you like this? <laughs> like, well, please. You make this difficult every day for me to hit my retirement age. You, you make it harder than it needs to be. So we're at the manor and it's the next morning. And Prue is like, I am surprised. We, You can see Prue becoming more and more, I guess. Manish. Manish. Like the whole, wait, the whole punching thing. Her voice is starting to get deeper. It's no longer like this prepubescent thing. She's more comfortable. I guess building more testosterone. I don't know. But it says, she's like, I don't understand that how men get anything done because all they think about is sex and it's like nonstop. And I'm just like, Javier, shut. You're not helping your kind at all. <laughs> like, I, don't think he mo- I don't think he wanted to. So apparently Phoebe had asked Manny at one point to fix the air conditioning he was like, yeah, all I had to do was clean the filter. An airflow cog must have thrown the breaker. Like, the way he's writing <laughs> the development of this Manny character is so... Mansplaining of it all? Ugh. So, uh, Alan calls, wants to go out with Prue again, um, and then he told Piper told him that she was feeling a little bit hormonal. And I feel that and like so right now, don't tell that man that shit. Why would, Why would you say that shit? Why would you say that? Right. I mean, it's completely natural, but like, can we at least, I don't know, have a successful date before he starts learning yeah. about my cycle? <laughs> So we find out that uh, Phoebe is now consistently hitting 102 and a half degrees, which is perfectly normal, apparently, for a succubus. Um, they try to get her to go to the doctor and she's like, no, it's my connection with the succubus is getting stronger. And because she missed her nightly feeding, I know she's going to kill tonight. She needs to kill. I can feel she it. She's hungry. Right. Manny got 20 dates from his videotape being sent out this morning and so she's hoping that one of them or he's hoping that one of them might be a succubus and so all of them will be lined up at the club starting at six o'clock and piper is like what did i fucking tell y'all about doing this shit at my club you get mad at leo you damn sure not gonna get mad at me so shut your bitch ass the fuck up me she did get mad at leo um we find out that the cranberries are performing so we now know that uh P3 is on the map. <laughs> I mean, we knew they were going to be performing from the beginning of the episode, though, because she's like, they have an animal rights benefit on Saturday. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
So she doesn't want to risk um, scaring the cranberries away or ruining the benefit. And Manny's like, that's no problem. I'll just nail the succubus before they get here. And Piper's like, oh, you're going to nail her, right? Oh, so this whole man thing, this short, short circuits the old, maybe I should consult my sister's wiring now, does it? Just step right in and take over. And Phoebe goes, didn't start happening until she sucker punched Owen. And she's like, I saved his life. You're the one who told me to practice being a man. So I acted on instinct. And I tell you the truth, at the moment I hit him, I felt powerful and strong. Like somehow that made me a man. And when I say I watched this and like rolled your gag, I was like, somebody like sat at a computer or at a typewriter and typed that out and was like, yep, this is good. And then they sat there and did a, a reading and was like, yep. This is good. Like, what? You know what? I can't really... That makes so much sense that, like, a man would feel that way afterwards. Like, watching... uh, Again, just finished, like, Boston Legal, and, like, when Jerry knocked out that guy, like, the bully, Uh Jerry felt so, like vindicated and manly and just like yeah I did it and I feel that like prove like that act of violence just charges them up in a certain kind of way that like there's no other way that makes a man feel like a man other than winning a fight so while it is while it is very barbaric it's like and like it feels very weird in this episode it makes a lot of sense because you've seen this like anytime a nerd wins a fight it's like okay i get it i see it but but like from the whole jerry hand situation i mean i think we're all rooting for jerry because he's being bullied for so long phoebe told her to take him out not knock him out but like get him out of the club to be be fair take him out has two different definitions which one you meant which one Take him out could have meant like. This sounds so barbaric that like, well, you told me to take him out, and so I had to practice being a man, so I hit him like. And then Piper comes through with, "You want to know how it is to be a real man? Look at Dan. He's honest. He's kind. He has a good heart. He would risk being late to work." Just to make you smile. Not some bully who walks around thinking one punch is going to cheat. I mean, I Girl, was... you quoting the tape? Shut up. Shut up. Hold on. I drank water. I drank water. Go. So she's like, again, doing another Miss Scarlet by the window and being like, look at Dan. He's so fun. He didn't have to be drafted. And... Prue is just non phased by this. She's like, whatever. His truck is pretty dope, though. That's dope. Like, <laughs> it was. I was like, what kind of man is like living inside of Prue? Because. I was like, clearly Manny is taking over because this is not the person that we had at the beginning of the episode and it comes off so like we need to make this clear that this that Manny is a man and, like, and Pooh is a woman and Manny sprays axe and smells good. I feel like this is an episode where and like if it was done better 
you see different archetypes of men throughout this episode. There's like Dan, the good guy. Uh, what's it called? Morris, the moral guy. Smith. The moral cop. Like the moral compass, the moral cop. Smith, like the bad cop. And then you have like, there's different men for, and then there's like Alan who wants to be like a good guy, but not want to be a bad, like he just is unsure of himself, but not necessarily like a bad guy. There are so many different people for right. Manny to emulate or learn from. And if it was done better, I felt like the episode would have flowed because yeah, there are different shades of the masculinity and not every, you're definitely going to come up against your Manny's, but hopefully you come but like, why Prue being this weird? Because Prue is very archetype of man. It was Prue just- was very prideful. Like, I feel like if Prue was a man, she would be a dude bro. She would be super obnoxious. And you remember that episode of Sex in the City where Charlotte she thought she found the White Knight. And it was just like a guy who just wanted to fight, at, like needed just an excuse to fight. Yeah, that who's that's Prue. Prue has all like the uh, the rearing. She's very smart, very articulate, very you know, good looking. But she'll beat your ass, and that's that's Manny. That's Manny Hanks. <laughs> so we're at three and. Uh... Phoebe's talking about she'll have to suck you biscuits here soon because she's dying. You know, the plan is that Manny's going to learn the suck you biscuits into the alley and then um, Piper's going to freeze her and then he'll use his testosterone charged powers to fend her off until she bursts into flames. We see Manny checking out a girl's butt. Um, and unnecessary. It was un- unnecessary. I check out butts. Butts are Sometimes people got some good books. Some people do. It, it, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so now we see Alan come to the bar and Alan and Manny have a conversation. Manny starts it up like, you don't recognize me, do you? Who starts a conversation like, like that? Like, hey, I would have been like, you work at Buckland's, right? Yeah. Right. Like, don't do it like that. That's a, ugh, whatever. He does introduce himself as Manny Manny Hanks, who works with Prue Hallowell at Buckland's. They go far back. Uh, and Alan's like, yeah, Prue and I dated, but it's really confusing. No, the fuck we did it. You Don't know? lie on me. We did not date. We went on. We hung out. Don't tell people we dated. We hung <laughs> out. High five. <laughs> fuck out of here. And Alan's like, I. It's it's confusing because I don't know, like. If, if, if women want their, their doors opened or if they want their chairs open, some women don't want it. Some other women do want it. And like, I don't know what camp they're in until it's too late. And then he's like, well, where do you think Prue falls in? And he's like, the good one, the one that likes it. She's cool. And just ask. And he's like, well, have you told her that you're like confused? And he's like, no, I think I scared her away. And so... No, it's just. Uh, it's not even that. It is kind of like, what what signals were you giving out, Prue? Like we don't know that. Because like, Prue is a hard cookie. Like, 
it's gonna take a lot to okay, embarrass, it's gonna take a lot to embarrass her and like not embarrass her. It's gonna be a lot to like to phase her, considering like what she has going on in her everyday life. And she's a very confident woman, and men don't really respond well to confident women, especially in the nineties. You're right. You're right. So like, I'm not saying that she didn't give out like come fuck me vibes or like come kiss me vibes, but like, ma'am, you are the hardest of cookies to crack, and I'm gonna need you to be more vocal with what you want versus just throwing signals out there. Because let's be honest, for Prue, a a linger could be like a flirt, like. Well, I looked at him for five seconds instead of like two seconds, and he should have known to kiss me. Don't make that face. <laughs> Piper loses track of Prue. Um, of Manny. But as she's losing track of Prue, Phoebe gets a, uh, another flash. The succubus has not lost track of Prue. Uh, she is in the club. She is looking directly at Prue slash Manny. But at the same time, there's a woman that walks in from a dating service. And that's the one that videotaped Prue. So they immediately think that that's the succubus. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to Alan and Manny. And Alan's like, I know that Prue is on the rebound. And I respect her too much to force issue. Which I respect. Like, not only is she on the rebound. Like, she's on the rebound from her dead lover. Like, it's yeah. not like, oh, this like (laughs) how do I compete with the ghost so he's like I don't want to move too fast and although I think about it now maybe I went too slow and I got her mad at me and he's like see it's all these confusing rules um Manny's cell phone goes off Piper tells Manny that she's here gets the alley quick they think it's Jen from the dating service the one with the red dress and that's when he excuses himself with Mm -hmm. Alan so I think that's respectable um it's very difficult, I think, to be the next person to date after you've lost your lover. Yeah, and I feel that, like, Andy was pining over Prue. And it's really, like, he died nobly. And he, like, he chased Prue. And she needs that as well. So, good chance. yeah, like... I don't think she realized, and I don't mean this in a sexist way or misogynistic kind of way. I don't think she realizes how difficult it is to court her. Yeah, I can see that. And because it's not, because it is difficult, she'll take that as rejection and not see, and not see the need for self-reflection. I don't think that her standards needs to change or whatever, but she needs to acknowledge the fact that like, not everybody reads the book of Prue and will understand that, like, you gotta earn me. All right. <laughs> you gonna put your white hat on? <laughs> no. I'm a- I mean, the only thing I didn't like about this conversation was that, like, you know, because this is the 90s, it's, it's so difficult to understand what women want because they don't know what they want. And it's so difficult. We've been hearing this shit. I- like, we're still hearing this now. Yeah, like yes. there are men with podcasts that are just saying this fucking garbage at nauseam. Right, and it's just kind of like, no, nah, we know what we want. It's just that like 
y'all don't know how to give it and then want to make it our fault that you don't know how to give it. Right, right, right. So before we meet the succubus in the alley, Phoebe stops Jan um, and it's like, you're from Fine Romance. And Jan is like, who the fuck are you, bitch? She gets another flash and realizes that Jan is not the succubus. But it's kind of too late because Manny is in the alley with Darla. Darla is the succubus. Manny tries to use uh, his power of three, but cannot. Yeah. And Darla, this is where you, this is what we saw in the the dream, or this is the part that we didn't see when Phoebe was dreaming, is that she forces them to fall in love with her and to tell her that she want that they want her and they need her and that they're irresistible. So she's like, "Tell me, tell me, I'm irresistible. Tell me." And Manny's like, "You're irresistible. Simply irresistible. She's so fine. Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> that shit was everywhere and it makes me so sad that it's not anymore I know uh, so before the succubus can get her alien-esque tongue on Manny slash Prue uh, Piper shows up and freezes her um, we don't know why her power doesn't work uh, we just know this part was weird because she goes, I felt like I was. And Phoebe goes, impotent. And Manny's like, you know what a little advice about men, Phoebe, when we fail at something. Generally, we don't like to hear that we're <laughs> impotent. And I just feel that, like, Phoebe be taking her shots any way she can. And, and you kind of, like, I get it. It's the situation is funny, but we need Manny to be confident right now to get this shit done. Right. So maybe right. save your jokes because we got magic to do. You stupid fucking bitch. So as they're like arguing over using the word impotent, uh, Darla unfreezes, and Smith and Morris show up. Smith tries to get Darla to freeze yeah, and she like a sack of potatoes. It's always a very carefully placed stack of boxes. And I feel like this was all he was hired for. Like he is definitely hired to be the the jokester, the prankster in this episode. He's definitely the fall guy in this episode. And it would be funny if he wasn't a disgusting human being. If he wasn't, yeah. like, I know for a fact that that man gropes suspects. Like, I know he does. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. We, we I know he does. That. I know it. We will get to that. So she knocks out Smith. Morris is like, stop or I'll shoot. She opens up her mouth again, and Morris takes a shot. Pew, pew, pew. Shoots her in one shot. Sorry. Shoots her in the gut. She's dead. Um, he's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but goes to check to make sure the girls are okay. They're okay. And Prue is like, why am I still a man? Which should have been your first thought because the book said that she needs to be killed with flames. Not with a gun. Y'all remember that part? Because I remember that part. 
Pepperidge Farm remembered. Like, <laughs> well, I'm just not like, yo, sis. Um, maybe I don't know. We know, like Piper did it, turn, turn back into a human until the Wendigo died. So we already know how this works. We already have a. We already know. No. We've seen this before, right? So this this was disgusting. I'm. So the doctor, so we are at the, the coroner's office with Morris and Smith. No, it's just it's just Smith and the coroner. Oh, okay. So we're at the doctor's office with Smith and the coroner. Um, he's talking about the toxicology report mm-hmm. and how she has high levels of testosterone. And he's like, how Smith is like, how was that possible? And the doctor's like, well, I don't know. But if it turns out to be accurate, you definitely got the killer because, you know, the men didn't have testosterone. So Smith is like, I'm telling you there's something weird about this. It's a real shame she's a babe. And hold on. The doctor leaves. Jameson Yang, who plays the coroner, gives him the dirtiest fucking look. He looks at him and is like, I hate that you're a cop. Don't you ever, I don't want to ever deal with you ever again. He is so, like, he looks so. He does pause and look back like. But we've seen Jameson Yang in Godzilla. Um, Seventh Heaven, NYPD Blue, VIP, Providence, Bruce Almighty, ER, Million Dollar Baby, How I Met Your Mother, The Ugly Truth with Jerry B, and Kirby Enthusiasm. Okay, go ahead. So, he leaves, and Smith pulls the blanket, the the sheet off of her. Was he going to check for her boots? So, also... In an alternate ending or an alternate scene, both Smith and the coroner get killed by the succubus. But I believe they edited it this way because they realized how scummy Smith came off. And it will be just so gratifying just for him to die. But the coroner didn't do anything. The coroner didn't, he didn't do anything. He died and I was like, this is exactly what you, this is exactly what you deserve. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, is this man going back to look at this dead woman's boobs? Like, I think he, like, he was going to probably cop a feel, take a picture, or just, like, do the full... Remember, okay, you remember that scene in Bad Boys 2 when they were at the coroner's office? Or, like, the funeral mm-hmm. home? And there, and he was like, she got some big-ass titties! That's exactly what that was. But they couldn't do it. That's exactly what was happening there. Ugh. So disgusting. He died, he died and I was like, Okay. Again, all right. I don't like. <laughs> first of all, the victims are only men, so like, finding this even the playing field. One, two. It's Smith. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, right. So we're at the attic, and they're talking about the fact that um, Prue is still Manny, and Piper says, "I don't understand." It says to attract and destroy the succubus. She will come to us and burst into flames. What don't you understand? To destroy her, she needs to be in flames. And Manny said, well, she came, but she didn't burst. And worse, I'm still a man. So I don't understand why I wasn't able to use my powers. And she looks out the window and she goes on this monologue that men are just as afraid of being rejected as women are. Trust me. That's probably why Dan hasn't asked you out. He's afraid you'll say no. And I'm like, we got things to do. This is not the time right now. This is not good yet. This is the time to have these pep talks. 
This is the time. Shut the fuck up. So Phoebe comes in and she's like, I'm telling you, I felt the succubus. She's still alive. Um, Prue is still going on on why I was not able to destroy her. And she's like, I know she knocked me out. I felt like I was in a trance. I was weak in the knees. And for a moment, I felt her need not to be rejected as though it would devastate her. And so she's like, great. We're dealing with a sensitive man killing demon. So Manny's like, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to go take a leak. I was like, what? What is this woman becoming? Why is she talking like this? It's so. Oh, I hate the fact that they're writing her to be like a dude, bro, because it's gross. I mean, giving grace where there is, I feel that like they've never really encountered men like that. Like they don't have a cousin. That's a like. It's only women in their family, surprisingly. <laughs> right and like their dad abandoned them so how would they know what a good i don't know like you wouldn't act like andy like to me that would be the first person i would act. i, I don't i can see it hurting too much for her to act like andy okay i feel that like she you act like a demon you act like one of these not even that like think about men on tv shows in the 90s she's just acting like what she sees on tv I mean, but there's no reason for her to act like a man now. So why is she like, it just seems like the longer she stays in this like manny body, she's, it almost seems like she's acting like one of those like gross 16 year old boys, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like this prepubescent child, like it's gross. So she goes upstairs. Um, Phoebe gets another flash. She sees that the succubus is in the house with Prue slash Manny they hear a noise, something's breaking. By the time they get upstairs, the succubus has taken Manny out of the house. Uh, so now we're back at the succubus's place. This is where the satin sheets and the penthouse came. And the succubus is telling Manny that she watched her tape over and over again. And the things you said. <laughs> Y'all are dragging it. First of all, I know there is a market for um, Manny's type of tape, but that tape was not that good. Like, no, <laughs> just no. Yeah, said like, oh, like me watching you knock Owen out gave me like a thrill or something like that. I would go with that because the tape just the tape wasn't taping. Because <laughs> I'll be honest, if I saw you knock Owen, I'd be like. All right. All right. Giddy up. (laughs) So we're back at the manor and it's Piper and Phoebe trying to figure out what they have to do. Piper says that she, since they're connected to the succubus or she's connected to the succubus, that she should reverse the psychic connection and use her power or Phoebe should use her power to project back into the succubus to help Prue resist her. And so Phoebe gets the flash. And so she's watching everything that's happening. The succubus is basically telling Prue slash Manny, tell me you want me. And then Prue is saying, I want you. And Phoebe's like, she wants Prue to want her. And so Piper's trying to walk her through, like tell Prue that she doesn't want her. She'll never want her. Tell her all of that. So that's what happens. Um, She talks to Prue like she's right there. Um, 
Phoebe tells uh, Prue, you're not a man, you're a woman. And Phoebe's like, I'm <laughs> Prue goes, I'm a woman. <laughs> and remember, she's like, you're, you know, only men are powerless against her. And they just kind of go back and forth until she's finally able to like overcome the succubus. She pushes the succubus into like a a closet, like where she like her nesting closet because it looked like she, that's where all her eggs were. But like that, okay, okay, that makes sense because I was gonna ask you what happened to the eggs. Yeah, so and then, and then candles fall and she burns up. And like ah, I'll get to that when we get there. The first thing I thought though was, didn't Morris tell you he needed to buy? Like, how is Morris gonna explain this? Are we gonna blame this on Smith? I don't know how they get out of this because, like, what do you do with like they gonna go to the coroner's office and see like the body? Like, that's the thing. That how do they fix that? Because Morris has to. All right, this is how annoying I am. When the coroner okay. does a report, they're going to have to remove the slugs from her body. Also, Morris has to file a report on why he discharged his weapon. They're going to have to yep. figure out how this person who was pronounced dead and they literally removed two bullets from a gun, from a police uh, policeman's gun from her body. And then how did that person answer? Yeah, there's too many things for them to explain. And I don't think like magic dust does it because where's Leo with the magic dust? There's too many holes right. in this. Like, huh. I mean, I guess the only way they can do it. No, because that still burns Morris. Because how do you explain the dead body and the missing body? Because I'm like, well, maybe he like try to help her escape and she turned around on him and did that. Maybe they do put it all on Maybe they do put it all on Yeah, maybe that's it. I'm sure he got I'm sure he got reports open against him by other women. He definitely does. I've never been so <laughs> I've never been so, so you see after Darla blows up or whatever Manny turns back into Prue. And Prue looks so happy to finally be in her body as a woman. But I do have one quick question, though. Um, whose shoes were she wearing? It said they got it from the pile of ex-boyfriend shoes. Or pile of ex-boyfriend clothes. Okay. That doesn't answer my question, but I'll, I'll, I will leave it at that. Somebody with small feet. Somebody ran out the house when they weren't supposed to. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're now at P3. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody's looking gorgeous. Uh, Phoebe tells Prue, oh, I thought the heat wave was over. And Piper's like, yeah, Prue, you look hot. And uh, Prue is just like, I'm just grateful to be back in heel. So they all kind of have dates at this point. Um, Dan shows up. Uh, Owen shows up. Alan shows up. And they just start to like dance the night away to the cranberries. So, ugh. This makes me so mad. 
in an alternate ending includes Phoebe going to jail to let Owen out. She's wearing a to die for dress and kisses Owen the moment he steps out of the cell. I'm glad we cut that out. Yeah. Um had his jaw broken. His face showed no bruising. Very true. Um, and another side note, this is the first time Phoebe channels her powers through someone else. She does something similar in the good, the bad, and the curse. The eyes have it and used karma. I did not do the homework to let you know exactly what episodes or seasons those are, but you guys have titles. You guys can do the research. Google is free. Um, <laughs> but at least we know like she can do this at least four more times. Um, but yeah, that's it. We can literally just hop into um, tweets we would make. Um, I would change the title for sure. And like the vanquish is cool, but it does feel very anticlimactic because like yeah. Prue calls, she's like, I forgot how the, the line goes, but she's like, I'm a woman, bitch. And like throw and like telekinetically throws her into the uh the wardrobe with her eggs. And while she gets tossed there, like she hit, hits over a candle and the candle travels on the wax, but well, that's not how that works. And the wax travels very quickly to her. And then that's how she explodes into flames. And like, I love, like, I just feel like it's such a waste because she's like, I'm a woman, bitch. And that's such a powerful line. And then like the vanquish is so anticlimactic and whack. I'm just like, oh, what useless. Um, I don't really think there's anything to change as far as like, how we would handle the conflict in the episode because I don't think there was anything you could do differently. No. I mean, the only thing I would be like, I right, let's actually watch some good Tom Hanks movies before we let you out the house, Manny. Outside of that, but yeah, it is what it is. What are your thoughts? I mean, besides, you know, her turning into a dude bro there was really nothing else I think that could have been done um there were some plot holes I think that we've already addressed that just don't make sense Mm -hmm. um I do like the fact that Morris is being utilized a lot more as like a a plot point a friend and a plot point right right but I don't think that there was anything that this was such a weird episode I don't think that there was nothing that could have been done yeah it definitely, I don't, I think in some spots it doesn't age well. Um, I don't, I mean, him staring at a dead person's boobs didn't age then too. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. But I, I, it was definitely frowned upon, but not as much as it would be. Because they still did it. They still let it through. This went through yeah. so many different hands that I know somebody like probably scrunched up a face, but they're just like, yeah, we need to punch up how bad this guy is and how sleazy he is. And he gets his just desserts for it because he dies. Like, you, like, you're like, yeah. hey, we're telling people, no, if you want to be a creeper, you can creep, but you're going to die. <laughs> um. 
It would have been nice, I guess, to maybe get Morris's reaction from that. But other than that, I'm happy Morris was at his fucking house minding his business when this man decided to be the worst cop ever. <laughs> so he ain't much of a No parts. No parts. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't see anything else that could be changed. Yeah. Um, overall, I gave this um, a 6 out of 10 uh, bad pseudonyms because Manny Hanks ugh I guess was that was, like, and even her like this is uh, this is uh, this is uh, Manny Hanks <laughs> like now nah, bitch who you lying to who this? Right. Who this man? It, um, it, it, it looked like Prue wanted to play dress up for a day. <laughs> I feel like I mean a real accurate one would have been like 6 out of 10 frustrated Dan's but <laughs> I will go with this instead. It's it's a decent episode. I, it, I mean and decent is pushing it, I would say. Um, the Piper of it, I, I think I enjoy Holly's performance in this episode. Because and she looked so good now. Like, like her hair that was nice. It wasn't like the Rachel, yeah. but it was almost similarly. I was just like, yes, and, yes. Like, Holly did some really good acting in this, and I think that's where it pushes it with like her longing for companionship. It didn't feel so gross and like needy. As- yeah. Um, also, like when she's like the chemistry between her and Phoebe, where she's just like, I'm gonna leave, and Phoebe's like, Well, don't forget your tape. And like the face acting and the cuteness and her just reacting to Dan's tape and her reacting to like him being like the girl next door with the long dark hair and the amazing smile. And her the realization that like Dan thinks of her that way. Not so much like the Dan of it all, but like the Holly acting of it all, which makes it just, right, right. That takes it over the edge. Um for me. I can see that. But um, Story wise, it, it's like a five and a half. Yeah, I'll give it a five out of ten elephant trunks. It's it was ugh. on to the next one. Like, I feel like the helicopter dick of it all is just too much. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, as we've stated, guys, we're going to go on a break for about a month because Mama Bear needs to meet her cub and, you know, <laughs> hang out with her cub and get that family acclimated. Um, I will still be available for Tiki Taki questions, so send your questions there. If you feel like DMing us on Instagram, please feel free to do so. Our Gmail is open. Our cash apps are open. Um, yeah. It, this was an okay episode to go on a break on. Um, <laughs> but I guess that's it for me. Our quarter season finale. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I, 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 you know, I was like, maybe I could do a mini-sode. I'm not 
doing that. I was like, I don't have the strength for that. Tiki Takis is what you get for me. TikToks are good. Yeah. Maybe I can pop in every so often for a TikTok. We'll see if this child is not a demon child and, and sleeps. So. I mean, as long as you don't have any cookies. Around. Can be like, what's your face? And run around with my, with my um, leaked milk on my shirt and do TikTok. Or like Amber? Yes. Amber and Bean. Amber, Amber, damn liner, please. Oh my God. Amber got like the sweetest like shout out, like fan letter. And this girl was just like... Yes, it was cute. It was really cute. You made me believe in love. And I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, guys, this has been a fun episode because I went off the rails in a fun way. (laughs) But like, yeah, blessed be some bitches be hoes. Some hoes be witches. Blessed be.